This call may be recorded or transcribed. It's a happy Friday at Declare Victory. My name is Andrew. Who's with me on this call? It sure is. Happy Favorite Friday, Andrew. I'm sorry? I say it sure is a happy Friday. Happy Favorite Friday. This is Rochelle. Hey, Rochelle. Good morning. Happy Friday. I didn't, I, there, there was a, there was a, there was a long pause there. I thought I might've been just hearing background noise. But good to hear your voice. Yes, good to hear you also. Have an awesome day. You, you as well. <clears throat> for this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if you have heard of the disp dispensation of the grace of God, which is given to me, me to you word how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as i wrote before in few words it's men's day on friday with the clear victory my name is andrew did anybody else join the call Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. Yeah, this is Felicia. Happy Friday to you, and God bless everyone on the call. Great to hear your sound, Denise. Lisa. <laughs> awesome. I'm sorry, Lisa. <laughs> Good morning. This is Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Friday. Good morning, Brother Andrew. How are you? Hanging in there, sister. Hanging good, in good, there. Good, good, good. So good to yeah. hear your voice. Likewise, likewise. You have a Thank wonderful you. and blessed day. You as well, sister. And I have a prayer request. Okay. And I asked if a child traveling mercy got going to pick up my son, kids. This morning, I'm not going that far, but I still need traveling uh, grace through the highways. Mm. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. It's a wonderful day to clear victory. This is a Friday in the new month. And we're here to lift the name of our Lord, who's with me on the call. Good morning, Brother Andrews, Brother Michael. Hey, Brother Michael. God bless you. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, too. Glad to have you on the wall this morning. Glad to be here, sir. Thank you. Thank you. 
It's a great day to declare victory. My name is Andrew. Who's with me to help Good. you the Lord? Good morning. Happy Friday, Sister Ebron. God is good all the time, and all the time God is good, even when we can't see it, even when we don't want to say it. He's always good. Good to hear you on this happy Friday. Good morning. Happy Friday. Good morning. Good morning, Andrew. It's Diane. I have a, a prayer question. This morning. Good morning. Uh, good morning. I have a prayer request for uh, Mabel Johnson and Vicki Johnson. They're mother and daughter, and they're both very ill. And um, I don't think that they are saved. And if we can pray for them for salvation and for hope. Okay. Uh, I'm, the pen I'm working with isn't working with me. Let me just uh, <laughs> take a minute. You said okay. uh, the names were Mabel. Mabel and Vicki Johnson. They I got are, it, Brother Andrew. Thank you. And Vicki Johnson. Yeah, and I don't, I, I don't think they're saved, and so just, we're just praying for salvation and hope for them. Gotcha. Okay, thank you. Uh huh. Thank you. Most definitely. Good morning, Brother Marcus. Happy Friday to you. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Andrew. It's Miss B. Good to hear you say hey. Good morning. Happy Friday. Good morning, brother. Good morning, it's Kenya. Good morning, Kenya. Happy Friday. And I heard another voice. Good morning, it's grateful, Deborah Evans. Good morning, hey, Happy Friday. Hey, Sister Deborah Evans. Happy Friday. Good morning, brother Andrew. Good morning. It's Sister Sylvia, and I have a prayer request and similar to the other uh, mother and daughter. My my daughter, Star, and her three-year-old, Maya, both are very sick right now. I just ask for healing for them. Well, could you give me their na- her name again? Star is the mother. Maya is the child. Both of them are really sick okay. right now. Star and Maya.
Friday here to clear victory. We are coming to the throne of the great physician. With me on this call. Good morning. This is Cynthia. Good morning, Cynthia. Happy Friday. Good morning. Happy Friday. Hey, good morning, Brother Andrew. This is Mark Simona. Happy Friday. Hey, Sister Mona. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yes. The year is more than half over, and there's still so much work to do. The enemy it has, has not taken a vacation. The enemy has gathered its strength and pulled together and they're still out there planning, scheming, attacking. Okay, the state can't sit back and relax. We gather here this morning to praise and we also gather here to be empowered fight is not over, definitely not over. Good morning, Mr. Love Barb. God bless everyone on the line this morning. I'd like to ask a prayer for my stepson, Anthony, going through an ugly divorce, which the police were involved in. Give me his name again. Anthony. Thank you. You will. According to the clock, it's time that our morning started, and I'm going to ask everyone. Brother Andrew, we can't hear you. I'm sorry? We couldn't hear you. You were very low. Okay. Okay. It's time we got our morning started, so I'm going to ask everyone who can hear me now to place your phones on mute, keep them on mute, and check throughout the call to make sure that they're staying on mute as the word of God goes forth to help us, heal us, to alert us to some of the issues that we need to focus on. We don't want anything blocking that or interrupting it, despite what we're doing to prep for the rest of our day this morning. Good morning again. My name is Andrew again, and I welcome you here to Declare Victory. I'm your host for the morning. And I want to tell you who we are. We are morning prayer call, meeting Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we're here to edify, empower, encourage and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. 
today is Friday and it's men's day. Only men are scheduled in the lineup to bless you. Please be sure to continue joining us daily through July. Our new monthly theme is entitled Beatitudes. This means that all of our declarations will be focused on our understanding the Beatitudes according to the mind, heart, and will of God. There are three announcements before us this morning. Firstly, please join us for Friday Night Live this evening from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time by calling this self-same number. You most definitely will be blessed. Secondly, please remember that these in these next few weeks, there will be no more Saturday morning prayer on this number. This is a temporary situation. Prayer calls will resume Monday through Friday, same time, same place. We want to give this day back to the callers so they can spend more quality time with their families and their respective churches and their ministries. Thirdly, we would like to offer you golden opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths, along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need for the rest of the week. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? Three ways are available for us to do so. The first way, declarevictory.org. The next way, paypal.me slash declarevictory. And the last way, cash app, dollar sign, I declare victory now. I'll repeat those. First way, declarevictory.org. Second way, paypal.me slash declarevictory. Third way, cash app, dollar sign, I declare victory now. We heartily pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father. He returned to you for giving and trusting in Him. There were no online prayer requests on our online app, but several people offered emergency prayer requests, and we need to address them. We need traveling grace for our sister, and I am forgetting her name. Uh, please charge that to my head, not my heart. But we're praying Sister for Lisa. traveling grace. I'm sorry? Sister Lisa. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We're also praying for Mabel and Vicki Johnson. Specifically, they are very ill, extremely ill. And their 
salvation reservations are unclear. So we're praying that the Lord, the Holy Spirit draw them closer in this most critical time. We're asking the saints to agree as touching on this. Salvation is on the line. Most critical time. We're also praying for our Anthony. He's going through a divorce and it is full of acrimony. Uh, we're told that the police were involved and we're asking for peace in this situation and for the Lord to step in and bless. Star and Maya are also very ill. And this is this is going to be where the church can really stand up and stand out so that when all is clear and the blessings flow, the world who look everywhere else but to the throne of God will understand that the hand of the Lord has done this. We're also praying again those issues that always are maintained. We're praying for the children all over the world, not just here in the United States, the ones that are being trafficked, the ones that are incarcerated, the ones that are separated from their parents, the ones that are being abused. We're praying for the frontline individuals. We're praying for the ones that aren't considered on the front lines, but are bus drivers, taxi cab operators, lift operators. We're, we're praying for bus drivers for school. We're praying for school teachers and administrators. We're praying for the janitors at the schools, the hospitals, the jails. We're praying for lunch staff, just people that post office workers, people outside of the hospital that still come in contact with the people that may or may not be infected. We're praying for our clergymen who are bearing the strain of everything that's going on. We're praying for each other. We're praying for marriages. We're praying for parent-child and child-parent communication and love and peace in the homes and so many more. So many more. We don't have time to list everything, but please open your heart as you bend your knees and we call on the Lord to have things done. Order of the callers as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Brother Marcus. Declaration will be brought by Pastor Winton. That order once again. Prayer and corporate praise will be rendered by Brother Marcus. The declaration will be rendered by Pastor Winton. Immediately following, Pastor Winton will lead us into love, life, and victory and further instruct us on the lesson that he teaches.
The scripture lesson for today is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging symbol. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship, that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. Please, everyone, check your phone to make sure mute is still engaged. Continue to do so until we're asked by those on the mic to come off mute. I now pass the call to Brother Marcus. Thank you for allowing me to host this morning. God bless you all. Thank you, Brother Andrew. Father, we come to you now as humbly as we know how to say thank you for this day, to say thank you for your love and your mercy, to say thank you, God, for waking us up this morning, to say that we love you and we appreciate you, oh God. You are worthy and you are uh, just honorable to receive all the praise. We give you the glory today. We lift up our voices, we lift up our hands, we lift up our worship, we lift up our lives to you. Oh God, we give you all the glory. God, we don't even take any for our, for ourselves. Because you, have, if it wasn't, had not been for you, God, we would not be where we are, who we are, or what we are. And so we praise you, we appreciate you, and we honor you. We glorify your name today. Thank you for life. Thank you for health. Thank you for strength. Thank you for sanity of mind. Thank you for giving us the mind to want to get on this line and seek your face this morning. Lord, thank you for granting us the ability uh, to still use our limbs and use our, our um, motor functions, God, to be able to still be moving forward with our lives. Thank you, God, for those of us who are still working. Thank you, God, for those of us who may have lost a job and are still covered. God, even in our struggle, thank you, God, even if, for those of us who have financial difficulties, thank you, God, that we that you didn't let us fall. You didn't let us fail. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you're still taking care of us. Thank you, God. And help us, Lord, to not complain so much. Help us, God, when there's an issue, to put it in your hands, to do everything we can and then put the rest in your hands. God, to understand that you are still in control. Help us to trust you. Help us to believe that you will come through and like you always do. And we bless you and we honor you. We appreciate you. God, I pray a prayer over each and every person under the sound of my voice that is on this call that may be listening uh, in another way. I pray, God, that you will bless 
each and every person. You know them name by name, situation by situation. I just pray, God, that you would bless them. God, that you would go into their home, on their job, in their vehicle, or wherever they may be. Touch them right now in the way that they need to be touched, in the way that they need to be blessed. Let them feel your presence where they are right now. God, let them know that you're there with them. Let them feel and understand uh, who you are and to not take your presence for granted. And we thank you for that even now. I pray right now for Brother Anthony as he's going through this tough time. Touch him right now in the name of Jesus. Bless him. This situation is challenging. The situation is disturbing. And um, the police are involved with God, but God, you are able to handle the whole thing. God, I pray that you would ease Anthony, that you would give him um, comfort, help him, God, to slow down and think through everything and to think before he acts. God, I pray that you would give Anthony um, just the answers and the ways to go and what to do and when to do it. God, I pray that you'd also give him the wisdom to know when not to do anything, when not to say anything, but when to just stand and be still and know that you are God and that you have it all under control. I pray that in Jesus' name. I pray that it's done. I pray that he will begin to see the turnaround even now. I pray, God, that you'd wake him up in the middle of the night to pray. I pray, God, that you would grab his attention wherever he may be and just arrest him and help him to lean on you even more. We thank you for it now. We believe, God, that you're going to bring him out with victory and with power. We praise you for it now. I pray now, God, for the two mother and daughter duos who are ill, battling illness. I pray that you would touch them in a mighty way. I pray that you would heal their bodies, go in and touch and bless them. God, I pray that you would bring healing in your time. God, if you're if if this is an extended time where they will be ill. I pray, God, that you would get the glory out of it. I pray, God, that 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 as you heal them, that, that you would help them to trust you still. Help them to lean on you. Help them to know who you are. Help them to come to know you and to surrender their lives to you. I also pray, God, for spiritual healing for them now. Bless them in a special way. Help them to give their lives over to you and to lean into you. And God, let this not just be a moment where they pray to you when things are going awry. I pray, God, that this will be a time where they truly see the value of who you are and that they will begin to surrender their lives to you for good, that they would surrender their hearts to you for good, and develop and, and establish a relationship with you for the rest of their lives. And we thank you for it. We believe that you're able to do it. We trust that your Holy Spirit is with them right now. And now, God, I pray for each and every child that is represented on this call. 
God, our children uh, are dealing with and battling with different things, um, so many things. Um, some of them are growing up too fast, but God, you are able, God, to touch them, um, to lead them, to guide them. God, touch the adults in their lives that they can guide them correctly. God, that they may uh, assist them as they're growing up and maturing. God, I pray, I rebuke and bind the enemy on every hand. God, as the enemy uh, intends to distort their um, maturing um, their maturing situation, I pray, God, that you would grant them the ability to get everything they need in their development moving forward. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. I pray for every educator right now in the name of Jesus. Bless them in the name of Jesus, all the administrators. Bless the schools, the churches, oh God, the leaders, all of our church leaders, pastors, lay, um, um, the congregational leaders. Bless them in the name of Jesus. All the churches as they're reopening, God, bless them in the name of Jesus. There are pastors that are being, uh, that are losing their lives, they're passing away. Bless those, con those congregations. Give them comfort as they're going through a, a trying time. In the name of Jesus, and I thank you for it now, Lord. I just thank you for blessing us. God, there is so much to pray for. But God, we just want to lift you up and praise you and thank you for all that you've already done and all that you're getting ready to do. So as we take our phones off mute, we give you praise. We give you glory and we give you honor. All who are this God. morning. We give you the glory today. God, we give you all the praise. God, you're more than the the glory Thank you. 
Lord, I pray for the, as the remainder of this call, as we go into the next portion of the call, I pray, God, that you will bless the declarer and all those that will hear. In Jesus' name, let the words pierce into our hearts and minds and souls that we may have something to apply to our lives and be better than we were yesterday. We praise you and bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. As I pass the call on to the declarer. Good morning, everybody, and Declare Victory family. Again, I thank God for each and every one of you. Uh, what a time of prayer uh, and corporate praise that we've had. Uh, my prayer for each and every one of you uh, is that God would make himself uh, known to you in a new way. Uh, receive that in your spirit, uh, that God would make himself known to you uh, in a new way. Uh, I preached this a couple of weeks ago, and I'll share it with you all today. A lot of times, God wants to do something new in our lives, uh, but we are functioning from a stale view of who he is. I'll say it again. Uh, there's many times where God wants to do something new in our lives, but we are functioning with a stale view of who he is, um, who he was in the last season, who he was. 15 years ago, who he was 20 years ago, while he is the same God, uh, you ought to see him differently in every season of your life. Uh, I, I, I now see God in a different way, and I, I'll, I'll even share this with you. Uh, the children of Israel, a lot of their struggle was uh, that while they wanted to do what was right, their, what they saw, they allowed what they saw to impede what they did, uh, meaning they knew who God was, right? They had a relationship with God. They had heard about God. Their ancestors and those who had gone before them had experienced God. However, however, uh, at, at some point in their journey, they, they began to have a stale view of who God was. And when you have a stale view of who God was, uh, you don't acknowledge, right? You're not able to fully acknowledge who he is. Uh, and I'll take it a step further for those who for those who have a prophetic spirit on the line or those who have heightened discernment. Not only can you not uh, acknowledge who he is, but then you cannot hear like you used to. All right. Uh, so 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 my prayer is that as you see him in a new way, then you will also be able to hear him in a new way. Listen, I don't want to get off on that today, but certainly wanted to bless your hearts with just that. Uh, we've been talking about the Beatitudes. We've been talking about the Beatitudes. And uh, I will be quite honest with you and say uh, that while it seems to be a, we've reduced the lesson to remedial, right? Uh, we, we, we've, we, we kind of consider the Beatitudes to be something that is very, very simple, very cut, very dry. Uh, but, but I would suggest to you that uh, even in teaching and preaching the Beatitudes and living the Beatitudes uh, is a very sober uh, path, and uh, it is a very humbling thing when you realize kind of what, 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 what this word is saying. Let me read this for you today in its entirety. Uh, Matthew 5, 1 through 9, and then we'll go straight into our declaration. I promise y'all I will not be long, but, but I, I will make sure that it is strong, all right? So listen, seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. 
And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, um, for they shall be called the sons of God. All right? Um, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So I wanted to make sure that I read that just to give us context this morning on where we're going. Um, I, I want to briefly kind of walk through this uh, with this thought and or this thrust for the rest of this month. Uh, reconstructing your heart, reconstructing your heart, reconstructing your heart. For those who are taking notes, make sure you write that down. That's Matthew 5, and uh, I'm actually going to deal with 1 through 9, but it's reconstructing your heart, reconstructing your heart. Um, as many of you know, some of you don't know, that uh, my father had passed away in, in 2015 of congestive heart failure, okay? Um, ultimately, uh, he had been living with that for at least upwards of, of, of 20 years almost. Uh, 15 diagnosed, but he'd actually had it about 20 years. Um, and I remember after he passed away, for those who know the stages of grief, one is denial. Um, and so in the process of trying to make sense of what, what was actually a sudden death, right? He had had a heart attack. Uh, he died suddenly. Uh, I have no doubt, and I share with my family and, and, and those who are closest to me, I, I do believe that when he woke up that morning, he did not know that he was going to pass away. He actually went to a friend's house uh, and, and was visiting with a friend uh, and, and decided to go to the bathroom and, and fell out in the bathroom uh, with a heart attack. Neither here nor there, I remember talking to his doctor afterwards. And I remember in talking to the doctor, the doctor said something very, very uh, important that I'll never forget. He said, Winton, he said, your father had a heart condition. He had a heart condition, and ultimately it led to a bad heart. And I remember in that moment, I was going through the what ifs, and I was going through the I should have and he should have. Um, and, and for those who have dealt with grief, you understand that that is, a, that is something that you will deal with. For those who have not, uh, again, I pray that that's no time soon that you will have to deal with that, but one day you will. Uh, and, and so I began to say, well, you know, he could have, he could have done this and maybe we should have done this and maybe, you know, we could have changed his diet here and we could have done this. And I remember the doctor put his hand on me. The doctor put his hand on me and he said, Winton, he said he could have eaten vegetables for the rest of his life. He could have put all the meat up. He could have not decided to take a drink. He could have not decided to do anything. And he still would find himself in this situation. He said, "Why?" Well, I, I asked him why, and he said, because ultimately your dad had a bad heart. Let me say this to you. What are you trying to say, Pastor Winton? 
I am saying that when we discuss and talk about the Beatitudes, when we talk about things like this and character things particularly, they are attributes, they are all byproducts of what happens in the heart. Church folks, ministers, preachers, pastors, lay people, prophets, evangelists, whoever you may be in the body of Christ, sons and daughters, hear me on this line this morning. There, you, can, you can know the scriptures. You can quote every scripture you want to quote. You, you can speak in tongues on cue. You can shout all day long if you want to. Uh, you can preach, pray, and prophesy to people. But at some point, you must understand that, that everything starts in the heart. If there is a heart condition, y'all hear me because it's a word this morning. If there's a heart condition, then all of that other stuff isn't going to matter. So we have to then commit. And that's why I said y'all pick this topic. I didn't pick it because the Beatitudes is something that is not a light topic at all. You can't preach and teach the Beatitudes uh, without exposing the weak and the tender areas of your heart. My God, y'all hear me? You, 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 Pastor Winter, why is it so hard to teach the Beatitudes? Uh, because there's no way you can effectively teach and preach this word without exposing, my God, the areas, the weak and, and, and tender areas of your heart. I also want to say this, the term beatitude, of course, because I want to make sure nobody leaves and says I didn't teach it now. Uh, the term beatitude is derived from the Latin word blessing, all right, which, which is uh, beatus. Uh, most most, most uh, of the scholarly definitions of this word include references to divine joy and or happiness. So that means that the blessing is God's favor, right, which is extended to an individual uh, resulting in, in, in a positive emotion or reward, which says to us what? When we deal with the matters of the heart, when we deal with the reconstruction of our heart, when we deal with the character of, of, of what we are supposed to walk through, then we, it is a beautiful thing. So, so while it is a humbling thing and while it is a sobering thing, uh, once we align our hearts, once we commit to uh, dealing with the issues of our hearts, then, then we, we release the favor of God. I don't want to. I don't want to get off too early, but I, I need to share this with you all. A lot of what is being held up in our lives has yeah. less to do with the devil and more to do with our hearts. <laughs> uh, what? What? A lot of what is being held up in our lives ain't got nothing to do with the stimulus or the government or somebody working against us or evil forces in other places. Much of what we deal with is actually a matter of the heart. So there's a couple of things that are exposed uh, in this text as we look through it. And as we look through the steps of reconditioning or reconstructing our hearts, then here are some steps that we're going to have to follow. I want to give you these 
so that you can also be working on this uh, this week, but also for the rest of our lives. The first thing that this text actually shows us that we must do, well, let me go back. So, so, so geographically, you understand where Jesus is when this sermon is taking place. The scripture references a mountain, but if you know the geographical location of where he is, he's not far from Palestine. And actually, he is on the side of a road that is slightly elevated, but it is not quite a mountain of sorts. And so many have suggested uh, that the reference to the mountain or the mount uh, is, is not necessarily the altitude as much as it is the weight of what Jesus is talking about, all right? Uh, so, so, so this is important to note. Uh, but if, if we are going to effectively reconstruct our hearts, the first thing we have to do is recognize the state that we're in. You've got to recognize the state that you are in. Um, the first step in the process, right, is, is, is to acknowledge and or recognize the state that we're in. I'm going to ask those to please go on mute. Please check your phones and make sure that you're on mute. I'm hearing some feedback. Uh, the, the, the first step is to recognize the state that you're in. I said this a while back, but I, I'll say it again. One of the most dangerous things you can do is function in a season without recognizing what season you're in. Uh, and, and, and I gave this example. Uh, I, I have uh, a lot of young people that I work with, uh, and I work for a university out here, and uh, I see the students all the time. It's summertime, y'all. It's, 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 it's 100 degrees, and I see them walking in with the hoodies, right? And, and immediately in my mind, while they try to convince themselves that it's not hot, and I know it's burning up because I have a short sleeve shirt on and I'm hot, but, but in their minds, they have conditioned themselves uh, to, to, to negate the obvious signs of the season uh, for either a level of fashion or a, a level of comfortability, right? Uh, one of the most dangerous things that the body of Christ is suffering from is while we are operating in seasons, we don't identify the seasons we're in. And so you have to recognize the state that you're in. Jesus uh, referred to a spiritual condition not a physical location when he promised the kingdom of heaven to those who were poor in spirit, all right? I'll say it again. He, he's referring to a spiritual condition and not so much a physical location when he promises the kingdom of heaven to those who are poor in spirit. So uh, poverty that, that results from a lack of resources is not a virtue uh, uh, any more than, say, great wealth uh, that, that really can secure the entrance into God's kingdom. Poverty in spirit is recognizing your insufficiency to earn God's blessing. All right, I'll say it again. Poverty uh, in, in, in spirit, so being poor in spirit, is recognizing your insufficiency to earn God's blessing. The Bible teaches us that all have sinned and fallen short of God's holy standard. But listen to this word. While we are sinful, we are yet special. All right, all right. So he says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Not poor in lack of resources and all of the above. We gotta teach this word and teach it right because we gotta stop teaching people that they have to be broke in order to see God. That is not what he's saying. What he is saying here is you must recognize 
that in exchange for being poor in spirit, which basically means being vulnerable and or being open, the, the exchange for that is the, the kingdom of heaven. So you got to recognize the state that you're in. And when we talk about the Beatitudes, there are several sobering points, right, uh, that, that, that allude and that point us in the direction of recognizing the state that we are in. Here's what I want to ask you this morning. It's a rhetorical question that I want you to ask yourself in your spirit. What, what state have you found yourself in lately? As of late, I know, I know you've been praying for everybody else, but what state have you found yourself in lately? I know you've been in church all your life, but, but what state have you found yourself in lately? Uh, I know that you are the person who the family looks to for strength, but what state have you found yourself in lately? It is a sobering thought uh, because to activate the favor of God, we must learn how to be poor in spirit. All right? You got to recognize the state that you're in. But then you have to turn away from sin and or repent, okay? So turn away from sin and repent. The second character, y'all hear this, he who mourns, right? Uh, those that mourn, uh, it illustrates the next step in the process of receiving pretty much sacred delight of sorts. Uh, upon gaining a, a, a real understanding of your sinful condition, you got to repent of sin. I know this message is not popular. It's an old message because even John the Baptist was preaching this, crying out in the wilderness, uh, repent of your sins and be baptized, right? But when we talk about repentance, we're not talking about saying I'm sorry. We're talking about the turning, all right? All right? Uh, 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 if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, <laughs> Be, become poor in spirit, uh, uh, seek my face, and turn turn from their wicked ways, right? So, so we cannot talk about the reconstruction of the heart lest we talk about the turning away from sin. Uh, not, not the I'm sorry, not, not laying out on the altar only to get up and get back into the same mess that you got down there with in the first place, but a true repentance. And, and, and I want to say this because there's individual repentance and there's corporate repentance. I believe that much of what we are dealing with as a nation is so that the sons and the daughters of God, my God, the remnant of people who are anointed for a time such as this can help and assist and call this nation into a corporate repentance. All right? So just as uh, a blessing and poverty uh, uh, of spirit seem odd together. Uh, delight and mourning uh, 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 stretch this teaching. Mourning is, is grief expressed over the loss of something that you cared about or something that was meaningful to you. Uh, expression, as you know, is, is, is critical to understanding mourning. So, so it's not enough to know your sinful condition. It's not enough to know uh, what we battle with or what is plaguing us. But you have to demonstrate repentance. I'll put it like this. Oh, uh, my, one of my Sunday school teachers uh, asked a class uh, years ago, and I remember this. 
she 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 said what what does repentance mean and one child said uh, it means that that you're sorry for something you did and another said more accurately uh, it means that you're sorry enough to quit <laughs> uh, uh, to, 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 to mourn over sin uh, is, is to express the appropriate sorrow that leads me to stop sinning, all right? I, I'll, I'll say it again. Uh, uh, to mourn over sin is to express the appropriate sorrow that leads me to stop sinning. So, so, so the promise to the mourners, they that mourn, uh, is the comforting embrace of a loving God. <laughs> Genuine grief, right, uh, is expressed uh, over our, our poverty of spirit, but it ignites God's forgiveness, which brings cleansing to our hearts and restores our relationship with our Father. I, I want to help you today because uh, a sin is, is, is not some magical eraser. Uh, 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 repentance is, is not a quick fix, but repentance is a state of being. What is it that in order for our heart to function right, what is it that we need to repent from? What is it that we need to turn away from? What is it? If we are going to live out what the Beatitudes suggest and the promises of God, what things must we get right in our heart? In another passage, Jesus declares that he didn't come to condemn the world, but to bring life, Logos. God's desire is not to beat us down with guilt, but mourning over our sin allows us to experience his amazing grace. So while your sin ought not beat you down into a slump, there ought to be a healthy level of mourning that allows us then to experience the grace of God. Ah, all right. You, you, you can't just focus on uh, turning away from the sin. But then we have to resemble the Savior. We've got to look like God. God is the one who reveals our sin. And y'all know as Romans 4 and 4 says, his kindness leads us to repentance. All right. So salvation and adoption into the heavenly family and regeneration and all the things that we teach in the church, being born again and reconciliation, all describe the initial work of God. That's his initial work. But his work continues transforming new believers into Christ followers, into mature Christians. You can always tell, hear me, you can always tell who's, who, who is uh, spending time with God because their maturity is like God. All right, I'll say it again. I'll say it again. We have so many immature people who are claiming to be called. But my, I would suggest to you that you cannot be childlike in your maturity and be called of God. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I, I, I just said something there. Because, because if God has called you to a work, hear me, if he truly called you, then he grows you up in that process. He raises you in that process so that if you are going to be his representative, he matures you. So, so it's not enough 
to know him, it's not enough to talk about him if we don't look like him. <laughs> Pastor, what does that have to do with reconstruction of the heart? You cannot have the feet of God and not have the heart of God. Uh-oh, uh-oh. You can't sing the songs of God and not have the heart of God. You, you, you can't preach, pray, and prophesy. You can't encourage and exhort properly lest you have the heart of God. All right. When Christ issued that call, he said, follow me. He referred to the reconstructed life or the reconstructed heart. That was, that was different than a life without Christ. So, so, so here's what I, I, I want to answer the question because I can hear somebody asking it. Pastor, what does a reconstructed heart look like that resembles Christ? Here we go. Six characteristics that are highlighted in the Beatitudes. The meek, those who are humble, right? So, so the meek, those who, who don't have to have their name called all the time, the meek. Those who in their spirit are able to be vulnerable, right? Those who in their spirit are able to be reached by the Spirit of God, not just by people, but by the Spirit of God. So the meek, then the hungry, right? Because he said, blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness, which means that every day we get up, while we have our natural needs met, you ought to be hungry. <laughs> you ought to learn how to live your life hungry. <laughs> the, the, because if you live hungry, then the promise of God was that you shall be filled, but you got a hunger and thirst, not for other things, not for titles, positions, and clout and money, but you got a hunger and thirst after righteousness, not perfection, but after righteousness, right? So we got the meek, we got the hungry, uh, but then the merciful. Uh, Micah, uh, I believe it's six and eight. Uh, the question was asked, what does the Lord require? <laughs> I'm going to have to preach on that soon. What does the Lord require? And the answer was given that you do justly and that you love mercy and to walk boldly before him, right? And so, so, so the requirement of God is that in order to obtain mercy, we must learn how to give mercy, all right? Stop, stop asking for grace that you aren't willing to give your brother and sister. God is not going to grant you a grace that you wouldn't grant somebody else. I, I want to help you. So, so those are three characteristics, the meek, the hungry, and the merciful. But here are the last three, the pure. Pure in heart, pure in spirit, right? Uh, uh, not, not pure in wearing a long skirt, not pure in wearing, uh, y'all don't know about this, but a, a chapel cap on the top of your head or a doily, uh, uh, not, not, not pure uh, by way of just abstaining from sex. That, that ain't purity. Pure in heart, pure in spirit. You can dress it all up, but are your intentions good? You can dress it all up, but is your heart good, right? So those are things, so, so that's the pure. And then there are the peacemakers. You can't raise hell and then ask God for peace. You have to live a life in which we are able to make sure that we are not only uh, 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 um, keeping the peace, 
but that we are creating the peace uh, that, that we desire also to have. So blessed are the peacemakers, not just those uh, who, 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 who sit and don't say anything, but, but blessed are those who create an environment of peace. Blessed are those who build walls of peace. Blessed are, are those who, who tread their feet on peace. But then, here we go. The last characteristic he talks about the persecutor. There is no way that you are truly the called of God without, without persecution of your character showing up. People persecuted Jesus all through his ministry because their hearts, their hearts weren't in the right place. I, I, I want to say this and, and pray you receive this. Beatitudes is a heavy piece, and it gives great promises, but it also causes us to look in the mirror. You can't teach and preach this without exposing the weaker tender areas of your heart. Hear me. In reconstructing your heart, you got to recognize the state that you're in. Be honest with yourself. Be honest about your condition. Be honest about your season. But then you have to turn away from sin. In other words, repent. There is no way that God is going to take you to a certain level without you first being able to turn away from some stuff. And then you got to make sure that, that you don't just look like him of sorts, but you must resemble. And we're not talking about just on the outside. Your heart must resemble his. Listen, I pray that you all, as we, as we go through the rest of this month with this thematic thrust of, of, of the Beatitudes, that, that we fully and truly understand that while some of these things are very, 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 very relevant to where we are, it all starts with the condition of the heart. Listen, for those who I didn't get a chance to say good morning to, or maybe you didn't get a chance to say good morning to us, please come off and mute at this time and just begin to speak to us. Uh, tell us good morning. Let us know who you are, and we would love to just hear from you. Yes, hallelujah. Good morning. Declare victory. God bless you all this morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Kim. Good morning. Good morning. This is Denise. Good morning, Denise. Good morning, morning Krishanda. Most, most excellent word this morning. Bless you. Good morning, Krishanda. Good morning, Yvette. Good morning, Yvette. Good morning, Good morning Monica. Pastor. Good morning, it's Monica. Have a blessed day. Good morning, Monica. Good morning. You too. Good morning. Pastor Winston, Stephanie, have a wonderful day. I can't stop laughing. See, this is Dee. I'm just saying, I don't do us like this, bro. It's on a Friday morning. I feel like I am in the dean's office on detention with that message, bro. Woo! Good morning. Good morning. 
Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Wonderful word today. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you. God bless you. Good morning, Pastor Winton. It's Rochelle. Great declaration. I need my handkerchief back. <laughs> Good, morning, Good morning, family. Good morning, Pastor Winton. Awesome declaration this morning. It's magnificent. Good morning to you. God bless you. Good morning. This is Juanita. Good morning, Miss Juanita. Good morning, Pastor Winton. This is Miss B. Awesome declaration. We got to look at that heart. Good morning, Good morning. Good morning. That's right. Good morning to you. Good morning, Pastor Winton. It's Moni. You, you recharged my heart this morning. Good morning, Moni. It's good to hear from you, and uh, that that's our goal. That's our aim, definitely. So I'm glad to hear that. Good morning. This is Mary, and most excellent words. Grace and peace to all. Good morning, Mary. Grace and peace to you also. Good morning, Pastor Winston. This is Lisa. Um, I'm like Dee Dee. <laughs> I had to sit up, and then you just cut it off. Like, I was waiting. You could have kept going. That that was really, really good. Um, thank you so much. <laughs> good morning to you. <laughs> I'm sorry I cut it off. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, if we've heard from everybody, let's have our love, life, and victory moment. Let's kind of talk. Talk to me about some of the things that permeated in your spirit this morning. Uh, talk to me about how you're feeling, where we're at with family, so we can be open and honest with each other. But certainly, um, also want to hear, you know, any questions that anybody may have or anything of the sort. Yes, sir. Pastor Winton, um, you was on fire this morning. Oh, my, 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 your, your, your teaching this morning, it pierced the heart. It pierced my heart. So when you talked about uh, your father's condition, and my condolences to you, I know your father passed away, you say, back in, uh, a few years ago. Uh, he had a heart condition. That was, that, was his, that was his physical heart, the heart that pumps blood through our veins. Now, your teaching this morning, was you speaking about our spirit as being our heart or our soul as being our heart? Because I, I, I want to have some clarity on which heart uh, you're speaking to this morning. Because I, I, I know it's not our physical heart that pumps blood through our veins. So was you speaking to our soul or our spirit? Speaking to the soul this morning. Thank you. Yes, sir. Hey, good morning. It's Dee Dee. I, I want condolences to your dad. I lost my dad in, um, whew, Jesus, in 2019, and then I lost my bonus top last year. So I, I get it. It doesn't even, you can't even explain it. But the condition of the heart, thank you. 
And when I say it, feeling like I'm sitting in the dean's office, it's because I'm on another call with the wise. And it's like um, week after week when you're hearing the, I'm going to say complaints, because that's what they sound like, um, not petitions. So when you just talking about, well, he did, he that, he said that. And I'm sitting there like, wow, like checking myself, because what am I doing praying if I'm not doing a reconstruction of my heart in, in concerning my marriage, right? I feel like, let me get that right. Let me get me right. Check myself so that my marriage is healthy. My family is healthy because it starts within. And when you talk about the um, repentance of the, of the land, of the country, I think what we're doing wrong or backwards is we're not getting ourselves, we're not getting our houses in order, right? There's so many people that are disconnected from their children, from their parents, from their siblings. And so, like you said, if my people, see, we can say that prayer and, and quote it to people, but we got to turn. And we got to do the work and we got to seek it. We got to break that thing down and really do it. So I thank you this morning for sending us, I say it in the, the dean's office, by the way, but just reminding us to reconstruct our heart. Like I have to get my house in order before I don't even feel right interceding sometimes if I'm funky, like, and I'm a greeter. So if, if I'm not together, I don't really feel like I'm giving the people what they deserve. So I check myself. So I'm just grateful for you, man of God. Thank you for the word this morning. Didi, thank you for that. Um, I, I think I think it's important to note because the question was asked earlier, and it's a great question. Uh, I think that word kind of lands in in two places, right? Uh, talking to the soul, right? That that place that is the the foundation, right? Uh, but then talking to the spirit, that place that then also moves. Uh, moves us into action, I should say. Um, and so I, I tell people all the time, the spirit should move us into action. And so when that word falls on us, uh, then of course we get our foundation right. We get the center and or the nucleus right. But then when the spirit is right, then it moves us to action. So that, 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 I think that's important. Uh, and we always start with self before we start. And that's why I said, when you teach the Beatitudes, if, if, if it still sounds like a Sunday school lesson to you, you got to go back and revisit it. Uh, because what seems remedial, I have found, <laughs> same thing with the fruits of the Spirit, when we start talking about that stuff, really causes us to really do some self-reflection. And uh, it is where we find, right, those tender and weak areas uh, in, 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 in our being. Uh, so, so again, uh, thank you for that, Dee. Uh, anyone else? Yes. Good morning, Pastor Winston. Um, I woke up this morning, um, got on my knees crying and praying. I woke up this morning, um, my heart crying because I was, I'm looking at, um, where Pastor Dion and the other young lady, they were talking about going back to the church. And my thing was, you know, I want to get close to God. I want to be by myself. I just, I, I just want this, this time with God. Um, you know, I, I, I want to do right. But what, what I'm experiencing is even though I want to do right and I want to get closer to God. You can't stay away from church. This is what I'm experiencing. 
because you're um, when you what I'm experiencing is when you stay away from church, you, it's like you're missing something. Much as I wanted to stay home and get the word and just be with God, it's like my heart is yearning. My heart is crying out to go back, and and what it is is I'm fighting to not want to go back, but that's what I'm experiencing. I was going to keep it to myself, but that's what I'm experiencing is my heart is it is it, like God is pulling me to, to go back. If it's not that church, just go back to the church because you need that, 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 that relationship that with the people you need that to sup with the people you need to be so around the people. Well, I guess what the enemy wants me to do is stay away. He's trying to keep me in in a place where I'm by myself, but it's not working because what I'm experiencing is 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 a is a heaviness. I I need to go back, and I need to um stop fighting, and I I need to surrender. So when you was talking about the heart, and um that's that's where I'm at now. Um need to need to just um go back to the church and even if it's um a different church. So I thank you for your word. It was very powerful, very helpful and it's something that I need to go back and listen to. Thank you. God bless you. I, I wanna say something to you, but I pray that it blesses other people on the line as well. Um oftentimes when you hear people talking about going back to the church, um you hear maybe a little bit of browbeating, right? And a little bit of uh, uh, people kind of, you know, you can go to the mall, you can go to, you know, kind of church shaming uh, of sorts. Uh, but but here's what I will say. The, the spirit, while, while we know that the pandemic um, is in God's control, right? Uh, the, the spiritual implications of, of isolation is so much bigger than what we believe. And so, Yes, some people realize that they could have church in their living room, and that's awesome. Uh, but, but you said something that was key. If God has placed you in the right community of people, then those people, uh, or I should say that community, becomes a lifeline of sorts. Not something you want, but something you need. Now, I said if it's the right community of people because I don't want to get off on that either. I, I want to be honest and say that, that if you place yourself in a room full of toxic people, then, of course, you're going to be heavy laden, burdened down, feeling crazy, having all kinds of stuff going on. But, but if, you, if and when you're in the company of the right people, uh, God allows, and I'm talking about spiritual people, of course, uh, uh, the sons and the daughters of God, uh, then he allows you to experience a freedom uh, and a lifting of sorts. And so I say to you that uh, what, what I've shared with several of my friends who have become comfortable in isolation and they don't even realize that they have isolated themselves and it's dangerous. Uh, I, I, I say to you, healthy protection and all of the above, right? Uh, via, via your discernment and your spirit. But you are absolutely right. Some people need the community. And it wasn't until we no longer had 
the, the tangible touch of a community that many of us realized how vital it was to our success and our spiritual growth. So I, I salute you for acknowledging. And again, that's not for everybody on the line because some people say, hey, Pastor, I, I'm not going back. Um, and what I've shared with people is, you know, people ain't, people aren't not going back because of, of, of they're scared to catch COVID. Let me just put that out there. It ain't about sickness. Uh, uh, people are, are, are not, some people are not going back because they've been looking for a reason prior to the pandemic. And, and it just finally gave them a reason, right? Um, but, but I want to say to you that I pray that the right community uh, shows up so that that tangible touch and that connection more so than anything, uh, that, that lifeline of sorts can be restored. Uh, and, and what I heard today, even in your voice, what I heard and what I heard in my spirit uh, was, that, was that you have no doubt in your mind that that, that connection is a lifeline. It's just making sure the source is right. So I thank God for you. Thank you, Pastor Winston. Absolutely. Anyone else? Good morning. This is um, Prosperous Cam. Pastor, um, I just had a quick question. You talked about seasons, and you said you have to know what season you're in, and you gave the example of you know, when I think it was a student coming in 100 degree weather, you know, with a hoodie on. But spiritually, can you give me an example of what you mean by that? Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a great question, Pastor Tam. So I, I, I will give you a personal example um, of, of um, that's a spiritual example. Um, God had called me into a season a while back of uh, kind of minimizing the level in which I poured out to people, not not in an effort to be selfish, but in an effort to be intentional about my receiving. Uh, I was empty, but because of the call, I was functioning. Does that make sense, Pastor Dan? Yes. Okay. So, so, but I did not know I was empty, or I did not want to acknowledge. I'll, I'll put it like that. I, I I knew, but because of the the because we were taught to just keep going and just keep doing and all of the above, I continued to function in in a season that I should not have been functioning in. And as a result of that, everything became hard. Everything became a struggle. Everything became a challenge. And it was God's way of recalibrating or trying to get my attention. So when you say, well, Pastor, what does that look like? It absolutely looks like uh, for those who are in a season of, uh, of, of where they have been called into heightened uh, prayer uh, or into a season where they are supposed to pay attention more uh, or God is quickening their spirit every day uh, to, to be more vigilant, you must know that you are in a season of needing to be uh, where you are. And I think that that's the big thing. So if you're not careful, I'll take revivals and get on the road and all of the above in that particular season when God told me that's not the season I'm in. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, that, that's my absolutely. understanding of it too. I just wanted to get clarification. Thank you. Absolutely. Pastor Winton, this is, Pastor Winton, this is Andrew. I really, really enjoyed your declaration this morning. It was uh, 
really had me uh, thinking about a whole lot. Uh, one of the things is that it seems that in, 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 our, in our walk towards having a deeper and higher experiencing uh, walking with God, we like to rest a lot along the way. Yeah. Because, and then as we elevate, we have to go through struggle. We really don't like that fight. Yeah. We'll talk about how blessed the fight was after it's over, but when we're going in it, that's, it's, it's a little, it's a lot of difference. You know, yeah. we're praying for strength. We're praying for help. We're, child, I'm just going through and things like that. But then on the other side, I thought about uh, the pandemic isolation. A lot of people were having problems just because of the people that were around them and yeah. they could not escape them. You know, you couldn't get away from the family going to work because work was from home. And that's right. where, you know, you didn't get a break from from the children because they were out of the house with school because now school was at home. And my thoughts turned to Noah and his family. Yeah. They, they showed their meekness by, you know, enduring the, you know, community laughing at them. You know, you look kind of stupid, Mr. Noah, building a boat yeah. in the middle of the desert. You know, what's your problem? And then he still had to preach and get his message out with the repentance there. And yeah. he still clowned him until the rain started falling. Yeah. But with his family, they spent one whole year with nothing around them but them. They had a limited space of movement and their days were regimented. And that's the perfect time to seek God. That's a perfect time to rest in him and wait for him to speak to you. But they were forced into it. They had no choice. And so it was a reckoning that God was making them deal with him on his terms. But then when they got out, there was a new norm. It couldn't have been like it was before because they still were only with themselves. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, that's kind of where we are right now. You know, nothing is going to be like it was before because there's a whole lot of stuff going on, isolating us or shielding us from really directly dealing with people who don't like God, don't like us, won't deal with reasons why they should change their mind. They're just not going to. And we still yeah. have them, you know. And so it, 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 it was really sobering uh, thinking about, you know, how all those things are happening this time. And if God's not trying to, well, I know he is sending that same message because when they bug Jesus for a sign, like, hey, you know, we need a sign. He's like, I'm not going to give you a sign except for the sign <laughs> that <laughs> was right. in the days of Noah. That's and right. we're just kind of coming out of that same thing. So we need to keep our, our ears tuned in to what the Spirit's saying to the churches. So thank you. I'm going back on you. 
Yes, sir. God bless you, brother Andrew. That that um, you mentioned a word, and I, I've used it a couple of times today. Above all else, that word is sobering, um, and and causes us to really, really pay attention not to others, uh, but but as 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 to ourselves first. Um, and it was even sobering just with with the studying. Uh, of the Beatitudes. I mean, we've all heard them, right, a thousand times. Uh, but, but nevertheless, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think we've heard them, but but we don't always apply those particular things to ourselves, right? Um, so, so thank yeah, you like, for that. Yeah, it's like we never lived. Just like the twenty third Psalm, we we heard them, memorized them, but never lived them. That's because right. That's, just that's right. Sort of like an an, an, an added benefit. For you know, not having you know, being broke. That's right. Like well, you know, but yeah, it's as you pointed out, it's it's something very different. Yeah, and we don't like that. We we don't like to dwell in that land of difference. That's right. Mm -hmm. Good morning, Pastor Winston. This is um, Sister Lisa. (laughs) This is Lisa. Hey, good morning. Um, (laughs) Good morning. I, I, I want to add a little bit to what you two just said. We've heard it a thousand times. We don't want to follow them, but I think we never really understood them. I'm going to say I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the attitude is a state of being, and an attitude really is a mindset that really comes from the condition of the heart. And I tell you, just like two months ago, um, I was with another group, and we did like a six-week study of um, – the Beatitudes, and I missed one because some, some problems happened and we couldn't do all, all of them, but we did that blessed are they that mourn, and I have never studied it enough to know that it wasn't a mourning over a loss of a loved one, but it was a mourning over the simple condition of our hearts. So I was like, what? I didn't believe it when I read <laughs> and it was explained that way because I never had been taught that and I never took the time to study and try to get an understanding for myself. I was just like, you know, well, you're blessed when you're mourned because, you know, God sees the condition, um, not the condition of your heart, but God sees, you know, how sad you are and he understands where you are and, you know, he's meeting that need. And that's how it's been taught to me, truthfully. Um, so when we get an understanding of what really um, the Beatitudes, that's why I was like, you could have kept going. I mean, because you just said some things that, you know, make me want to go back and study even more. Um, Looking at the simple condition of our heart is absolutely a mirror ministry that I believe God is calling us to do. And if um, my thing, I I, I like to keep it my forefront, if I humble myself, God won't have to. If if I address my issues, if I come clean before him and and tell him I'm just blowing it in this area, that's what he can work with. You know, a broken and contract spirit will not cast out. And so I think that mirror ministry, we were talking about it last night on our women's call, uh, that mirror ministry forces us to start the work, begin the work, and then we can recognize we're not doing the work on our own. Because all of this is really to conform us and transform us to the image of his son. Everything that we're going through is to perfect us. Um, He will complete the work that he began in us. And sometimes it's not pleasurable. (laughs) Sometimes it is painful. But I believe as we are co-laborers with him, we can recognize these things, and Holy Spirit will bring them to our attention, and we just got to stop ignoring them. 
I just got to stop ignoring them, right? I believe it as the body of Christ. So I know there's just some things we just don't understand. And I think that's why we keep bumping our heads and beating our heads against the wall. Thank you so much for your word. And I do hear something different in you. There is a, I don't know if it's an urgency or there's <laughs> just something a little bit different. I, I enjoy your teaching every time you come on and thank God for you. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Lisa. That, uh, that, that um you you you're so right i think that there is a there is an urgency and it's particularly concerning these things right so so when i go back and have to teach uh, what what some people would consider and i use the word you know remedial but you get it elementary uh they they believe these are those type of lessons but then you know i'm always like god show me something else and then show it to me and me first so that I can teach it to others in another way. And uh, you're absolutely right. I believe that the urgency is now that we are really having to live this stuff out. Um, and, and, and that makes a huge difference. Uh, but also bringing others into the knowledge, right, and making sure that they are also aware that before you save the world, before you go out to be great, uh, you, must, you must be be within yourself first. Uh, and, and, and not for others first, but, but making sure that we are aligned properly. And uh, then knowing the season you're in and acknowledging the season, because you can know something, uh, but not necessarily acknowledge it. Uh, and so for me, that's major. It's something I've been teaching on the last couple of weeks in different areas. Uh, once you have an awareness of something, then, then you have a call to action in that thing also, right? And so the children of Israel often had awareness of something, but they did not have the call to action. Uh, so they knew it, but they didn't necessarily act upon it. And when they chose not to act upon it, then they prolonged their process. So I tell people, if you if you know it and, and God has quickened you forward and, and has created you forward and pushed you forward, then you have to act on it or else you'll be in something longer than what you plan to be. Anyone else this morning? Yes, uh, Pastor Winston. Uh, wow, man, you 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 guys are on fire this morning. Um, you you uh, mentioned uh, well, like Sister Lisa said, I've I've never heard the Beatitudes um, taught in the way that you've um, touched on it this morning, and you, you also. Uh, mentioned uh the fruits of the spirit right and that sometimes you know people may teach it a certain way and we may misunderstand uh, the fruits of the spirit and how to actually walk it out live them out and to i, I hope I, I i don't know if this for some reason this particular scripture i just keep coming up in my my spirit, and I would like for you to uh, explain it to me. And I, I don't know if it's connected to the Beatitudes or not, but for some reason, the scripture when Jesus says that he he stands at the door to our heart and he's knocking and and he's waiting for us to open up the door and that he will come in and sup with us could 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 you um explain to me exactly because for some reason when when you started off by talking about the heart the heart
heart condition, uh, I want to have a, a clearer understanding on that particular scripture when Jesus says he stands at the door and he's knocking and if he, we would open up the door, he would come in and sup with us. Um, what was he saying? Exactly what he's saying in that scripture. So I'm glad you asked that question. And no, that's an awesome question. Um, and and I just, I kind of talked about it of maybe two or three months ago, but uh, I have often heard that scripture misinterpreted to to uh, to be likened to salvation, right? Uh, however, if you read the full context of that scripture, then you understand uh, that that you can you can be saved, meaning you can confess uh, Christ as your savior, and still not allow Him into the vulnerable places of your life, right? Uh, I, I I think I said it like this: like He can. Uh, he can be company, like we can allow him to be company, but many of us have a problem with him being a resident, right, in in our stuff. Uh, so so when we talk about uh, even what we talked about today, the, the condition of the heart, well, yes, he knows our condition, uh, and yes, he knows all about our condition, uh, and, and he's never far from us. However, while he... he could insert himself where he desires to insert himself because the scripture could have been rewritten right to say to say behold i don't need to stand at the door knocking because i can knock the door down if i want to because it's my door anyway right but but the reality is that that speaks to the condition of work that that we must do um, you cannot confess christ you cannot truly live a life in christ and not be vulnerable to christ and so yes you've allowed him you, you've said, Lord, I want you to come into my life and I want you to be uh, the Lord of my life. However, have you allowed him access to the vulnerable places of your life? And so when we talked about that heart condition today and we talked about the attitude, the, the, if you remember, the first thing we talked about was being poor in spirit, not, not low in spirit, meaning not, not downtrodden and downcast, right? But, but, but for those who have learned how to be vulnerable in spirit, those who have learned how to be um, weak of sorts, but not a physical weakness, right? But but more so uh, tender in spirit, those who have learned. And so when he says, behold, I stand the door knocking, well, you know, at, at that point, that, that, that gives us a call to action. And our call to action is then what? To allow him in the vulnerable places. We often allow him into places where we want him to be, but we don't oftentimes allow him to go into the places that we need him to be. Wow. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Pastor Winston. This is Kenya. Good morning. First of all, condolences on your dad. You know how that is. And um, second, I love a respectable check, and you are checking me left and right this morning, so thank you. <laughs> What'd you say? You, 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 I, I, I'm doing a, a tab of the brown this morning, huh? All over the place. <laughs> 
God bless you. And uh, again, you know, uh, it, it trust me, before it hit you, it hit me about 30 times. So, so I've got some things that, uh, that I have already, again, put on my list uh, to make sure that I can kind of tackle and address as well. Good morning, Good morning. 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 Good I was contemplating quit, quitting about three, four days after my vacation. I was still off work because I was actually looking for another job. And at the time, I'll be honest, I wasn't paying any attention to the Holy Spirit. So by being convicted of the Holy Spirit to go back to work, I wasn't sure what it was at that time pulling me to go back, but I went back to work anyway. When I went back to work, I, before I left, I was stay um, line clean cleaner. I was just cleaning the line. But when I went back, a new position was open to me for um, safety supervisor, which came with a uh, more benefit and a pay raise. Going into this uh, position of safety supervisor, I saw where a lot of safety issues were being either ignored or just, um, just I'll, I'll just say ignored. And in doing so, things, uh, issues, it not only helped the line production, it actually saved a few lives. And it made me think about the powerful son. When he came back home, came back to the father, the father, the first thing he did was when he ran out to him and he dressed him with a coat of many colors, then he, um, when he, with a coat, then he fixed him a big meal. With coming back then, not only blessed the, the powerful son himself, but it showed, it turned light on the heart of his brother. Um, what I'm trying to say is when you go back home, go back to your first love, there's a new position for you, a new new, new um, praise for you that not only affects you, but it affects your person next to you. Going back is not only for you, it's for the person that's there that's contemplating leaving or have left. It's not only for you, it's for somebody else. So going back is a whole lot more more needed than what we realize. I just wanted to speak on that. Absolutely. And I think you mentioned the uh, the leading of the Holy Spirit. And, and I know it sounds cliche, uh, but whatever, whatever we do, um, and I tell people all the time, be led of the Holy Spirit. Um, if you're not sure it's him, <clears throat> don't step out until you're sure. Uh, because at the end of the day, if it's the leading of the Holy Spirit or the push of the Holy Spirit or the unction of the Holy Spirit, as some would say, uh, then, then, then you will never come up short. Uh, but if, if it's also the unction of the Holy Spirit, it's not like, it's not like gas or something where it just comes and goes. If it's the leading of the Holy Spirit, you will not rest. Uh, you, you will not sleep well. You will not, uh, you you will not move forward until you do what 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 he would have for you to do. So so great point this morning, my brother. Great point. Anyone else? Yeah, Pastor Winston, um, this Didi. I wanted to say I was going to say before my brother spoke as far as 
um, Cynthia speaking on, you know, waking up, feeling away and being led to go back. And I hear people, our church started back in June, um, limited, of course, and COVID, not COVID testing, but temperature testing and all of that. But the thing about it is, is everything has to change. So whether you're going back to the church that you were at prior to the pandemic, or like you said, Holy Spirit is leading you to go to somewhere else, seek him. Because sometimes you don't want to have that country club kind of church feeling that I think a lot of us were just going like in a routine because you want to feel it's emotionalism. You got to go and really get to know him and then he will guide you, right? Because everything has to change. I'm so glad that worship for me, even being back inside of the walls, I still feel like I'm outside. So I hope that makes sense. It's like, just commune with him, get to know him, and he will lead and guide you, but you got to seek him because it may be um, time for you to move because sometimes he'll he'll get pulled at you too, not to say that's stay right. here and isolate, but sometimes you need to get, that's another opportunity. Maybe you're needed, but you, you could be needed somewhere else because things have changed. I'm telling you, if you're back and you're going back and it's the same way it was before, then you don't need to be there. Okay, I'm going to mute. Didi, you bring up a good point, and you're trying to open up uh, a, a, another can of worms. I, I think that um, you're saying something major, and if if we really are, if we really have been through what we've been through and we've learned what we've learned, we ought to come back uh, with, with a different I, – I will be honest with you and tell you um, – I I feel a different sense of love in both of my churches. Um, I feel that people are grateful. Um, I, I listen to people all through the pandemic um, kind of insinuate that, you know, people wouldn't come back and all of this. And, and for a pastor that created a whole lot of pressure and anxiety and everything else. Uh, but I'm proud to say that my people are back, you know, uh, in, in full force and new people. Um, now, of course, being safe and all the above and doing our keeping our masks and uh, doing social distancing. But nevertheless, the point was when people came back, they came back with a reconstructed heart, I do believe. And those that did not, uh, uh, um, you know, have, have done some other things as well. So, so certainly, uh, you, are, you are on point. Anyone else? Pastor Winston, um, I... Um... Um, have something else to say. Um, first of all, I want to say um, my condolences to your um, fa- um, to your father. Um, my mother, um, she had um, went to the hospital a couple of times because she wasn't feeling good, and come to find out, um, the doctor had said that she had all she had always had a heart problem. It just something had happened where uh it came up, it came about and stuff like that. So they're keeping an eye watch on on her. She's she's doing great and stuff like that. I just wanted to throw that out. And then um when I was when I said God was um talking to me about going to church, I was I was asleep. And um he showed me um a church. I know where the church is and everything. I, I, I'm i not sure if that's where he just want me to go Sunday or what, but the, the, the church, as I'm speaking, I can still see it in my 
in my uh, what eyes or memory I could still see the church and um so that was something else he had brought to my attention. That's it. Yeah, if he if if it's that vivid, um and if you sing it like that, go. Um, even if it's just a visit. Because there may be it could be where you need to be, but it also could be somebody you need to meet. Thank you. Um, can I just bring up something real quick that Cynthia just said and just made me think of what, what we're talking about here, and I think it's for all of us. Um, her mother went to the doctor, and the doctor said it's always been there. It's just something that came up that triggered it, that made it manifest, that made it come to the surface. We've got some stuff in us that's always been there. Maybe not from birth, but maybe through our upbringing, through some experiences, through some stuff we haven't dealt with. And it's been lying dormant, and it's been there. And every now and then, it'll surface itself and come out in not so much of a pleasant way, and we don't understand. And I think it goes right back to that mirror ministry and doing that deep heart search kind of allowing, I was going to say surgery, (laughs) allowing God to get to that stuff that's deeply rooted that keeps coming up and popping up from triggers in our lives that we haven't dealt with. Um, still there, lying dormant, playing possum, waiting for the most opportune time to rear its ugly head, which is not opportune for us. Um, that that was big. I just thought about that when she said it. I just wanted to bring that out. Yeah, that uh, that that stuff lying dormant, like you said, once it's triggered. Uh, can can first of all, it's doing something when it's not triggered, right? But then when it's triggered, right. it goes into high gear. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I do think that that's that's something major. Uh, I, I think the reconstruction. When we talk about reconstruction, um, you know, you can you can live longer, and we're not just talking about the physical, but here this in the spiritual. Um, the quality of life can change if you are willing to reconstruct the heart, right? Not, not when we talk about reconstruction, uh, reconstruction and repair is two different things. And I think a lot of times we focus on repairing the heart, but are we really focused on reconstructing the heart? Because to repair means to patch, right? To repair means to, to try to, bring back to a current state, but still using what's in place. But when we talk about the reconstruction of a heart, then we're talking about there are some elements and some things that absolutely have to change so that the heart can function the way uh, that it should function. And so for those in the spirit who can hear that, please understand uh, that when we talked about that repentance, we are talking about the literally, the literal change of something that can improve the the quality of life that we live, right? The quality of our heart, but also the quality uh, of the life that we live in Christ. So I hope you all heard that this morning when we talked about reconstructing the heart.
All right. Well, if there's nobody else, listen, uh, I want to make sure uh, to offer a word of prayer as we go into our weekend. And I pray that you all uh, would have an amazing favor-filled Friday, uh, that God would continue to show and shine his face upon you, uh, and that he would, above all else, uh, endow his spirit upon you and give you peace. All right? So let me pray for each and every one of you. God, we love you and we thank you for your word. Uh, God, we thank you for the declaration that has gone forth today, God. We thank you for the prayers and the corporate praise that has gone forth. God, I thank you for the visionaries of this call. God, may they be strengthened and encouraged. Uh, may you add to their portion, God, even more uh, because of their obedience to do what it is that you've called them to do. Now, God, prepare our hearts as we go into, some of us as we go into heart surgery, some of us as, as, as we go into reviving, God. We pray now that by your spirit and with your leading, that you would lead us into the places, into the seasons, into the spaces, into the circles, God, that you desire for us. Uh, we declare by our faith, God, that we are not oppressed, we are not depressed, we are not under, but in fact, God, we are the head and not the tail. God, you have anointed us for greater. You've anointed us for service, God. You've anointed us for your work. So God, we thank you that we're not shortening our lives by doing your will, but in fact, God, we are extending our lives by yielding to you and giving you our yes. I pray that as we enter into the weekend, God, that you would give some of us great rest, God, that you would give us the unction to do what it is that you've called us to do. And that when you bring us back together, God, we would be even stronger, we would be even better, God, and we would be even wiser in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Y'all have an amazing weekend. Enjoy. Amen. And I will amen. see you all soon. Amen. Talk to you all soon. Amen.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Call us over. Amen.